Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Southern Gospel Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Wilkie, and today we have one of my favorite baritone singers and a great friend on the show. His name is Terry Carter. Terry, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, and thanks for that compliment, brother. You're making an old man feel good this time of evening. I appreciate that. Well, I mean it, brother. So what's going on with you? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, Just Hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it, man. I, I'm so I'm so proud that you're starting this, and this is a this is a great idea. This will be great, Nicholas, and a lot of folks will be in. This will be interesting, and people want to hear from you. And I was talking with someone not too long ago, and I said, you know, Nicholas, uh, as well known as he is in gospel music, he needs to do something. And uh, when you said you were doing this, I said this is perfect. This this will be great. So. I'm so thankful that you're doing this, brother. Well, I appreciate the compliment, brother. Um, so what's going on with you with you and your ministry in uh, Port City and everything currently? Well, we've got a lot going on <laughs> at, at, yeah. at the Carter home, that's for sure. A lot of you know that um, I am the manager, baritone singer uh, of Port City Quartet, and uh the group is just doing great. God is blessing. i uh, got a great bunch of guys I'm traveling and singing with, for sure. Uh, Tim Perry, of course, sings the bass, one of the greatest. And then uh, Michael Hodge sings the lead, and he's from over near Clinton, North Carolina. And then our tenor singer is Rick Vance from Greensboro, North Carolina area. And myself, I, I'm from right here in the port city of Wilmington, North Carolina, Terry Carter. And... Uh, so, you know, God's blessed us. We've been together now a good while, the same four, and that, you know, that matters because uh, you learn each other and uh, everything just begins to gel when you're singing with the same people, you know, for a, a, a length of time. So we're seeing that, but we're seeing more than anything, we're seeing God move, Nicholas, and around yep. the altars. Uh, we've really been in some great services, and uh I'm doing some solo dates and preaching some, too. I've been doing that for a while, but God's been moving there and seeing people saved. And a matter of fact, this coming Saturday, I'm baptizing three people. And uh, God is just moving in a great way, and I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. But uh, but excited about the future for Port City, too. really am. And uh, a lot of the folks know that I have a program on Facebook. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 8 o'clock every morning on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, Eastern Time. I come on and do a program for about an hour and a half. And then on Tuesday nights, I normally do a two-hour show. And on the two-hour show, uh, a lot of times I'll bring in a guest. It might be a pastor, an evangelist, or another uh, artist, you know, or, or in gospel music. So that that seems to be going well. So yeah, God's moving in a great way, and I'm just giving him all the praise, buddy. I'm hang, I'm hanging on for the ride at 65 years old, man. Well, that's awesome, brother. I, I love your quartet and love everything you're doing, buddy. And uh, Well, I appreciate that, Nicholas. And I'm honored to be on your program, and I think uh, this is going to be very, very good uh, for gospel music. Uh, a lot of folks want to hear from Nicholas Wilkie and hear from the different artists, so this this is a great idea, and I know God's going to bless it. Well, I appreciate it, brother. So tell us about Port City's current radio single, and also if you have one solo, tell us about that. Okay. The last thing we put out on radio was a rise, and uh, 
on that particular song, our bass singer, old Kim, went down and he hit a low note. You probably know the note he hits. I mean, it, isn't it like a, a, a low A flat or something, uh, Nicholas? It's, I know you can du- keep up with these notes, brother. <laughs> it's a double O F on the end of it. Yeah. Double O F. That's right on that one. I was thinking about another song. Yes. Yep. Double low F he hits on that. And, uh, so yeah, that, that song, we enjoyed doing that song. Great song written by the late Diane Wilkinson. And prior to that, we had another one of her songs, uh, An Empty Cross, An Empty Tomb. And, uh, still enjoy doing that one. And the, the first thing we put out from our latest album was a song entitled In Jesus Name We Pray. And uh, a lot of times we'll do that at the end of our service, and it's a powerful song written by uh, Diane Wilkinson and Kenna West. And uh, we're going to miss Diane's writing, that's for sure. But there's still some great writers out there, and uh, we are uh, hoping, hoping to start working on a new album within the next couple, three months. We're looking for material now, and uh, I know we're going to do a favorites record, but we need to start on, on a on the uh, mainline record too, so we're, we've got a lot of a lot of ideas and a lot a lot of uh, irons in the fire, brother, and we're just trying to make it all make it all happen. <laughs> well, that's awesome. God has really blessed the group, no doubt. Amen. Well, tell me about your background in gospel music. I want to hear all about your background in gospel music, all the groups you sang with, and all that stuff. Give sure, us all nine sure. yards, brother. All right, you got it. Well, I, I, before I do that, I want to tell you about something brand new. You mentioned about new recordings. I've got yeah, something it. brand new just released, just released, and it's called Terry Carter and Friends. And on yeah. this album, I have, of course, Port City is all through, all through the record. They're they're on a lot, a lot of things. But I've got my guys. I've got the Biney English family. I know you know Biney, and mm-hmm. uh, then I've got Danny Funderburk singing on this album. My friend um uh, and he co produced the album, Andy King, at Coda Studios and he's singing on there. And uh we just had the biggest time and my friend Vernon Adams. And a lot of people may not know Vernon. He he preached, pastored and evangelized for years, but uh he is a tremendous singer and uh but he's singing on there and and uh, all my guys, you know, Michael Hodge, Rick Vance of course, Tim Perry singing on every song. We had the best time. I worked on that for seven months, just when I had the opportunity wow. to go into the studio and work on it. And uh, so anyway, that being said, uh, I'm very, very excited about that. I don't know that I'll release uh, anything off of that. Uh, I was talking to Les Butler the other day, and he says, I understand that album's good. i got to get my hands on it so I can play it on my show. <laughs> so, uh I don't know. It might, might release something on there, but it's more of the older traditional type songs. But we just had a great time doing that, and added a couple of Christmas songs as bonus songs. But uh, getting back to OTC here, I yep. started singing in 1972. Uh, I was singing prior to that some in church uh, as a kid, you know, just as a you know 12, 13 year old boy, but. I would sing specials in church, but myself and Michael English, his brother Biney English, and some more guys in our church, along with their dad, formed a group called the Singing Samaritans. And I was with them in the 70s uh, for several years. And uh, 
we we had a good little run, you know, for a regional group. That's basically what we were. And uh and then in nineteen seventy nine I helped form a group called the Anchorman. And uh I was one of the original founding members of that group and I was there for eighteen years. Bonnie joined he rejoined up with me. Um uh, my my first cousin, Ron Crawford, was our original lead singer. Then he had to leave the road after about four years, so I called Biney and Biney came in and he started singing lead. So we sang together again the second time for several years. And uh, so that was a blessing and but but I was there for eighteen years running and had a good run there. We had great songs. I, you know, I've been touched, which Biney wrote. I feel like running my last mile home was was a song we did. Uh, it's a wonderful day. Heaven holds all for me, and uh, just had a lot uh, of great songs uh, over a period of several years there, and uh, had some great chart action. God bless that. But uh, time went on, and then uh, I, after 18 years of traveling with the Anchorman, I, I left uh, the group and I started a Christian T-shirt business. And I done some solo dates for about five years, and then I started a group called Adoration Quartet, and uh, I was there for about nine years with that group. And uh, Brian Ruth, uh, which had sung with the Anchorman, he went to college. That's the reason he left the Anchorman to get his uh, degrees and everything. So he rejoined back with me with Adoration Quartet, and a couple other old Anchorman members, and uh, we did that for a while. And uh, then. Um, and let's see what year was it? I'm trying trying to get my my head together here. All these years run together. Well, anyway, uh, after adoration, I went back to the Anchorman, and I was there about six and a half years the second time. Uh, when I went back, Dale Forbes, which had sang with me, uh, you know, several several years before before that, probably me and Dale went about what, 14 years and, and or 15 years and hadn't sang together. And then he rejoined the group. I rejoined the group. So we were able to sing together after about 15 years of not singing together for a second time, you know. And uh, mm. so we did that. Carl Rice was with us and Paul Harkey, which is now with uh, Signature Sound, Ernie House Signature Sound. He was our bass singer for several years and uh, had a good group, put out a, an album on the Homeland Record label and, uh, uh, it did real well for us. So we, we had that season. And and then uh, I left the group in uh, 2017, and right after the Memphis Quartet show, I left the, uh, the group, and I ended up uh, having open-heart surgery. As a matter of fact, I was out of commission for a couple months. I was in the hospital for 29 days, and I had triple bypass surgery. So, uh, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something, but maybe, you know, on a smaller scale, didn't want to travel. We were doing like 200 dates a year with the Anchorman Plus, you know, I mean, a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do something. So uh, long story short, I started Port City Quartet. And uh, when I got out of the hospital and I, and I got straightened out, I did a few solo dates, and then I said, I want to do this again. So. Myself, and at that time, Joe Lane, which he had played with the Anchorman for several years, he rejoined yep. with, uh, back with me after years of, of, of probably 30 years of not traveling together. Joe Lane came and, and uh, myself, and uh, 
we just had a we had a great time. And then Will Lane, a lot of these folks know Will Lane. We'd sang together with the Anchorman, so Will joined forces with me with Port City. He was my original bass singer with Port City. So it was myself and Will Lane and um, had Joe Lane on piano and had a gentleman playing bass guitar. Galen Drown bass did a great job. And then on tenor, uh, the same tenor we still got, he's been, man, I'm going to tell you, this guy has been so dedicated to this ministry, Rick Bass. Yes, he has. And he he has been with me all the way. He's been here now, you know, over five years, still doing a great job. But when Will left, I needed a bass singer. I had heard of Tim Perry. I, I heard him years ago, you know, with some regional groups because he, he had a career job. He was with uh, an insurance company, Nationwide Insurance, for 32 years. So yeah. he, he sang with regional groups. His mom and dad both got sick, so he took care of them. He had to come off the road for a while, took, took care of them. And he had his own group, and I, and, I, and I knew that. I knew he had started a new group. But I had to have somebody that, that could do it because Will was a good bass player, you know. And uh, so when I called Tim, I said, Tim, I got to have somebody that can walk in and sing some bass, man. And you're a great bass singer, which he was. And he's been yep. with me ever since. What now, three years or more, maybe going on four. I mean, what a bass singer he is. So God opened that door. He was filling in for a couple months. And then finally, uh, the Spirit of the Lord got to dealing with him and about coming here. And, you know, we all wanted him, but we, we figured, well, you know, he's got his own group. It probably is not going to happen. But he called me one day and said, look, I, I need to talk to you. He said, uh, if you guys will have me, he said, uh, I'm, I'm feeling the leadership of the Holy Spirit to go that way. So he's been with me ever since. And what a great guy he is. And his, uh, oh, yeah. his wife, Pat's a part of the group. He, you know, she's our product manager. She handles all of our merchandise. And, yeah, they're just a great couple. So, yeah, God has blessed. And now, of course, we've got, uh, myself still singing baritone, you know, and, uh, and, uh, we got Rick still hanging in there singing that tenor. Tim Perry singing. Uh, the bass and a tremendous lead singer, a powerful lead singer. Uh, it, and he started singing with his family many, many years ago. Michael Hodge. Michael is as a seasoned singer, you know. So yeah, we're excited, uh, to see what God's doing, uh, you know, going to do in the future. I know it's going to be great. Uh, our goal, our focus is ministry and to see souls saved is what it's all about. And when we see that, Man, we're we're happy campers, I tell you. We are. Well, that is God great, is good. <laughs> yes, he is. All the time. And, uh, Amen, brother. So who are you? So that's the, all right. the life and uh-huh. times of Terry Carter. <laughs> and in all that, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing these Facebook programs, as you know. You know and yeah. The Lord's blessing really is. Yeah, that's awesome. So who are a few baritone singers? that have been a big influence on you, and who are a few of your favorites of all time? Well, in 1977, I met Squire Parsons. Yep. Uh, he joined the Kingsman. And, uh, uh, and man, I'm telling you, I never heard anything like that. I mean, I mean, what a voice. And, uh, of course, he was a lot younger back then. I mean, and then he was writing all these great songs. Of course, a lot of people know he wrote the song Sweet Beautiful Land. And many, many other great songs. But when I heard him sing, he was from West Virginia. He'd sung with a group, uh, with his brother and 
some other guys and uh, called the Calverman Quartet. Matter of fact, his brother, Virgil Wire, and uh, the gentleman that went on, went on to be with the Lord many years ago that wrote Glory Road, you know, uh, was, was, was singing together in a group. And they were fantastic, but I didn't know them at the time. Since then, I've heard recordings of them. They were great. But, uh, man, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, uh, when I heard him sing, it was in North Carolina over here. We sang with them, uh, and I, I just, I've never heard anything like that. So, anyway, saw him there, I think it was in 1977, right after he joined the Kingsman. And uh, I would say one of my favorite baritones would be Squire Parsons, and I love also love the voice of Mark Trammell. Um, yep. Mark is probably, and, uh, you know, you can go on record saying this, probably one of the greatest baritone singers of all times in, in gospel music. I love his yep. style. I love the clarity of his voice. Um, I, I just love Mark Trammell's singing. And I like, I like, like him as a person. He's a gentleman, you know, and, uh, what a foundation. You know, he was with the Kingsman Quartet. Then he was with the Cathedrals for all those years. And then Gold City for many years. And, and you know, even, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, he, he helped start Greater Vision. Him and Gerald mm-hmm. started Greater Vision together. And, yep. uh, man, I, I'm telling you, what a singer. But I would say two of my favorites would be Squire and, uh, my buddy Mark Trammell, you know. To the greatest of all time. Yeah. And, uh, now, way back when, do you remember the very first time you ever stepped on the stage as a gospel singer? Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was in a little church and, um, you know, very nervous, very scared. (laughs) And, uh, so, but it was, it would be, uh, well, the first time would probably be just in a revival or something, you know, as a as a kid singing. But far as with a group, would be the Singing Samaritans, a group I was telling you about. And uh, but there was a promoter that used us on a lot of concerts, and uh, his name was Jack Pope, and that was over in the Clinton, North Carolina area. He used us on a lot of things back then. You know, we were singing with the Dixie Melody Boys, the Hopper Brothers, and Connie back then. The Kingsman and a lot of those groups, you know, he would package those groups together and he would get our group of singing Samaritans to uh, open up. Well, another promoter around the Wilmington area, which is Ricky Perkins, the guy I work some with now with Southeastern Gospel Music Association, his dad, Harold, had a promotion company and he would come to Wilmington right here in the Port City at Brogdon Hall, uh, uh, New Hanover High School, you know. There's a there was a big auditorium, actually a big gym, seated probably three thousand people, and he would wow. bring all the big names in gospel music of that day there, and he heard about the singing Samaritans, and Mike was about maybe eleven at that time, and we were probably fifteen when all we started working these big concerts, and uh, because we were I, I was fourteen when we started, but and Mike was ten. Man, we were opening up, Nicholas, for all the big-name groups that would come to Wilmington, North Carolina, and even other towns he would use us in. What an honor that was, you know, for a bunch of teenagers 
just getting started. And uh, so yeah, that, that was fun. great. But it, it was it was good. And but I was to, to say the least, uh, not only myself but all us kids were nervous because you know we weren't used to a big stage like that. We were just singing in little churches, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was a great it was a great day and great memories uh, of all those concerts. But I. I, I never forget, you know, we, we didn't know what we were doing. Still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but we, we got up there and we just, we were just country boys that were singing our hearts out. Man, we were selling, we had made some records. We were selling records and things started going good. And really, we weren't, we weren't used to all that, you know. And, uh, but the Lord started opening up doors and we were working churches, concert halls, and even some outdoor events. So, yeah, very got a very good start as teenagers, and that led into um, great years ahead. You know, the years I spent with the Anchorman, and of course now with Fort City. Yeah, God God's been good to us, brother. Very good. That's awesome. Now, Terry, can you recall a few funny road stories that, that you could tell us? Maybe two or so that you can tell us. <laughs> well, we've probably got a bunch of those. Uh, I was. We used to work a lot of homecomings, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, back then, man, we did a lot, especially in the fall of the year, we did a lot of homecomings and a lot of these little country churches, you know. So we would, you know, we'd look forward to it, man. You know, hey, we like to eat. So we'd go there and they'd have it. Back in those days, uh, now they got fellowship halls and there were some back then, but a lot of it was, I mean, all day singing and dinner on the ground, brother. And, and it was spread out on outdoor tables, maybe under a canopy or something, you know. And, uh, so that, you know, they, they would put tablecloths on them and, and put the food out. I mean, flies and all, buddy. I mean, you know, I mean, so we were, we were, we were singing at this little church in North Carolina. And I'm not going to say the church, but it's been a long time ago. And, uh, I noticed. Bonnie and Michael's dad, all by English, was you know, he was the leader of our group. He was, you know, yep. and he and he always would pile his plate up high, and, man, you know, even carry carry cake and stuff on the on, on the bus, you know, for later. So I noticed he wasn't eating a whole lot, and you know, I said, and I looked at him and I said, "Oh, Bonnie, you're not eating a whole lot today." He said, "No, no," he said, I, I, "I'll tell you about it later." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was I was wondering what was going on, you know. So we got on the bus and said, "Oh, man, what was going on? You weren't eating a lot today." He said, "Did you see that little short lady?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, I saw her." He said, "Yeah," he said. There was a big old pot of butter beans, and uh, as she was going to get her some, her nose was dripping and running, and it was falling into the butter bean, the bowl of butter. Oh beans. no. <laughs> I said, "Come on, man." <laughs> uh, you know that that give us uh, a different insight on homecoming services. <laughs> you know? I yeah, mean, I bet it did. I, I'm telling you, brother. I said, and I thought I was gonna throw up. I, I'm a 17 year old kid this time. You know, I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness, no!" And I and I'd sit there and I'd eat a big old plate of food and the butter beans. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's one time, and uh, oh, there's so many, so many, so many stories. This happened when Jeff Chapman first joined the group, 
Um, yep. He had sang with a group called The Sound out of Houston, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there's The Sound now, but it was a different sound. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a quartet. Matter of fact, Scott Fowler was with the group. You know, they had a great yeah. group. And uh, so, uh, so he had left the sound. I think they had broke up, and uh, and they had a good run, but they broke up. Scott went with the Cathedrals, I think, and you know, that, and you know, they had they just kind of went their separate ways. Well, anyway, um, oh, Jeff, I knew he was. We needed a bass singer. Larry Stewart. I know you know Larry. He yep, was great friend with us. Yeah, he, great guy, great bass, bass singer. So he was singing bass for the Anchorman. Jody Medford had left, and 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 he was there, uh, Larry, and in his twenties at the time, probably twenty-seven, twenty-eight. And uh, but he left and went to Singing Americans because he was from the Maiden area, and you know he he had drove bus for the Singing Americans. So when Dwayne left, uh, Charlie wanted him to come on board and sing bass, so he did. He went back home. We needed a bass singer. Well, I'd heard Jeff on uh, a cruise. We were on, on we were on a cruise with the sound, so I, I heard him on that cruise. And uh, I told the guys, I said, man, I know a bass singer. I said, and I, he's, I understand that he's left the sound. I think they broke. I don't know if they broke up or he just left. He might have just left at that point. But he had come back to, to Florida, where he was from at that time, and uh, near Jacksonville. So anyway, uh, we got up with Jeff. Make a long story short, he he said yes, I'm interested. He came down, and of course you don't try Jeff Chapman out. He was good then, you know. You just you just put him to work, man. So yeah, uh, he came. I said Jeff, this was during Christmas break. I said, can you drive a bus? He said, oh yeah, I, drive, I can drive. I drove for the sound, drove with with uh, another group. I said okay. That's great. I said, I got my bus, because I didn't drive the bus. I got my bus in uh, Warsaw, North Carolina at a shop, which is about 45 minutes from Goldsboro, where we, li- where we live. And I said, I need to go get it. I said, let's me and you go pick it up, and I'll let you drive it back. He said, no problem. I can do it. It had been raining real hard. And, I mean, the roads, uh, the, the, the side of the roads, you know, they had just repaid the roads between Goldsboro and Warsaw, North Carolina. And uh, it was raining, so we went and picked the bus up. Well, there was two gauges on the bus. Now, keep in mind, one of the gauges didn't work. So we hooked up another gauge for the fuel that did work, which we almost had a full tank. Jeff looks down at the gauge that red empty because it, it, it didn't even work. <laughs> so he goes into panic mode and pulls off the side of the road and he's, the bus sinks up to the axles. I oh, had to get two records to pull that bus out. Mm. And uh, so we got it out. It was an eagle. You know, everybody was riding eagles at that time. So made it back made it back to Goldsboro, which was about probably 20 minutes from where we got stuck at. And uh, so we went back to the office. We got the water hoses out. We washed all the mud off. Cause we, get, we were getting ready to go on a 10-day trip to Pennsylvania and uh, for New Year's Eve and all that. So that being said, we, we, we 
took off. We got to Fredericksburg, Virginia, which was probably four hours up the road, four or five hours up the road. And Jeff was going to have the second shift. Whoever who was driving went and got Jeff out of the bed and said, okay, brother, it's your turn to drive. Everybody I think was going to take four or five-hour shifts. And when Jeff got under the wheel, it wasn't probably 10 minutes the engine locked up. Mm. Keep in mind, he, he done got the bus stuck, okay? Now the engine locks up with Jeff under the driver's seat. So wow. we had to get we had to get another bus. We had to get a, get a mechanic to come tow the bus to a garage. Just so happened we knew a mechanic in that area, so that worked out. Uh, got that done, and then had to get a lease bus to finish making our trip. Well, Jeff was blaming himself, of course. Said, "Man, I brought y'all bad luck." <laughs> he said, "I just stuck the bus," and he said, "Now the engine's blown up." You know. So, so I said, Jeff, it's okay, man. It could happen to anybody. But that's not a funny story. It's not. Now we can laugh about it. But let me tell you, something, it wasn't too funny that night. <laughs> and it was yeah, snowing. Man, that was scary. We got we got to we got to Virginia, and it was snowing like crazy. There we were, had a bus uh, engine blew up. Had to find a lease bus, and it was snowing on top of that. So that was a that was a story. That was one of those stories you really don't want to remember <laughs> because that wasn't a great memory. But I tell you what we did: we got that lease bus and we we started. We just made a good week. We were excited about Jeff being with us. You know, he was a great bass yep. singer. So we, we we just we just made a great week out of it. And that ten day trip turned out great. It really did. We got our bus back on the road, and hey man, everything was fine. But uh, when you're out here, Nicholas. Uh, you know, you see some good, bad, and ugly, man. I'm telling you. Uh, yep. There's a lot of funny things, but there's a lot of things. I came across a wreck one night, man. If it had been five five minutes uh, difference in time, we might would have been in that wreck. I mean, you know, man. hey, it was terrible. You see a lot of bad accidents. One time, um, I don't think I was with the group at the time, but they, they come up across an accident where bodies were just, uh, you know, all over the place, man. Uh it was a wow. church group. It was a church group, and they had a van erected, and it was just a terrible wreck. And uh, I think there was some uh, a lot of people lost their lives in that one. Yeah. So you see some good things, but then you see something that's not so good. But we, we've seen a lot of souls saved. I tell you, through the years, we've seen we the good always outweighs the bad for sure, Nicholas. But yeah. it's been a great journey. You know, I've been doing this 51 years now, brother. 51 years. Started in 1972, and last year I celebrated 50 years of ministry. And still doing it at 65 years old, brother. Yes, sir. <clears throat> now, I know that uh, in, in your time of singing, you probably had a lot of people come up to, to the product table or something like that and t- tell you a story or something or something that happened on the road. That just absolutely touched your heart and just was so touching. Do you, do you remember a story like that? You can tell me. Well, yeah, of, of course there, there there's several. Um, I've had fans come up and uh, talk about what a blessing a song was. You know, uh, yes. the the songs, man, that we sing are so good. 
the thing about Southern gospel music, and you got these songs that talk about the cross, the blood of Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. the coming of the Lord. Uh, and, 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 but, but I'll tell you something that happened. This was recently. And, uh, this was, um, at one of my solo concerts when I was singing and preaching at a church right here in Wilmington. A lady came up and, uh, it was Andy's aunt. Andy King's aunt was there. And yeah. I, I, I met her, met her for the first time, you know, met her for the first time. And what I'm about to tell you is something that's very rewarding. And, uh, she, she introduced herself to me and we talked a little bit prior to the concert. But anyway, long story short, uh, I gave the altar call at, at the end of the sermon and, uh, she came down and she said, you know, I remember as a young girl getting baptized, but I, I don't know that I'm saved, you know? And so long story short, I said, we can take care of that right now. She gave her life to the Lord. And she's one of the ones I'm baptizing uh, coming up uh, this Saturday. And she had, but this was sad. This was very sad. She said, you know, I'm so glad that this happened today. But I got one more thing I want you to help me pray about. I said, what's that? She said, I have, uh, for a while now, I've had a kidney disease. And I'm on dialysis, listen to this, seven days a week, nine hours a day. Man, and wow. she says, "I'm I, yeah." I says, I, "I'll pray. I'm on the list for a kidney, and uh, and I want the folks to. Pray. Her name is Martha Forsyth. Martha Forsyth, uh, help us pray that God will 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 touch her and she can get a kidney. But uh, and and then you know her 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 son gets saved after that, and you know, I'm, I'm baptizing them and someone and, and another, and actually Andy's brother-in-law, he's going to be baptized. But, w- man, I, when you see things like that happen, you know, even though you go through some bad times, like buses breaking down, you know, and things like that, and you see bad wrecks, but when you see God move around the altar and folks are saved, and you see the life-changing experiences, that's the reason I said, Nicholas, the good always outweighs the bad. And so many True. times they'll come up and say, that song touched me tonight. I needed to hear that particular song. And, uh, when you hear, when you hear those kind of statements, it just kind of is, it's reinforcement that, hey, I'm doing what I should be doing. I'm doing what I feel God's called me to do, you know? Yep. And, uh, so, so yeah, it is so rewarding. When, when you know folks are being touched and lives are being changed, it, it really is, brother. So God is good. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, sir. So let's do something a little fun right now. Uh, okay. I'm I'm calling this the fast five questions. And what this is is just five questions I'm going to ask you that, that are just quick answers, okay? So it's nothing. Okay. It's just simple. Um, okay. What is, your, what is your favorite food? Steak. What is your favorite restaurant? I know this. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> yep. What is your favorite classic TV show? Andy Griffith Show. What is your favorite vacation spot? It would probably probably be uh, Orlando, Florida. And the last one, uh, what is your favorite sport? Sport. I, believe it or not, I enjoy watching uh, basketball. 
Well, good deal. That's good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, brother. Well, thank you now, so much for, for having me on here, buddy. I mean, it's been an honor, and, I, and I'm wishing you the very best. I know this is going to be a great thing for you, Nicholas. And uh, anything I can ever do for you, you know I'm here, man. I'm, I'm your friend. I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. And I love and appreciate you, brother. Well, I appreciate it, brother. I've actually got some more questions for you, if that's all right. Yes, sir. Uh, so I want you to tell us, uh, the first creepy thing, and as you've told us, is the was the uh, Singing Samaritans. I want you to singing tell Samaritans, me. Singing Samaritans, uh-huh. Yep. I want you to tell me about your friendship with Bonnie. What has he meant to you through the years? Oh, man. I met Bonnie even before we started singing. Bonnie is like a brother to me. He still is. We have a very close relationship. We sang together, uh, of course, with the Singing Samaritans for several years. And then he rejoined, uh, you know, with the anchorman. He came back and was with me for about eight years. And uh, and then, of course, he ended up, as time went on, started his family group. They've been singing, what, 24 years now. And uh, But we have always remained very, very good friends. I feel like I can talk to Bonnie about anything, and he feels like he can talk to me about anything because we just we're just that tight. He's got such a great family. His wife Beverly, uh, I mean, just the best. And his son Sean is turning out to be a great singer. Matter of fact, yep. I used all three of them on my album: Beverly, Bonnie, and Sean. And uh, but yeah, we're we're very good friends, and he's been on my program as you know several times. Yep. And uh, we've, we've got a concert coming up in August where we're singing together. We normally about once a year do something together like that. We'll do a concert. We're doing that in our hometown there in Wallace at his home church at the Wallace Church of God. So, yeah, uh, we we love to sing together. We love to hang out together. We love to eat together. And we just we just have a blast, man. He's my buddy. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I know down through the years you've trained and helped uh, – trained locally um, a bunch of singers. Tell us how you got started, started doing that. Well, you know, I, I've been singing since I was 14, and a lot of my stuff is self-learned, self-taught, you know. But yeah. um, I had the privilege years ago, uh, when I say years ago, we're talking, what, 30 years ago now probably, to work with Steve Hurst. Uh, a lot of people yeah. know him as a vocal coach. And uh of course, I've been singing with a lot of great singers, you know, like um, Dale Forbes and, and folks like that that have learned under Steve. So I was fortunate to have other people invest in me. And so basically what I did when new singers would come along, I would invest in them. Um, I hired uh, Steve Ladd. Uh, he was 19 years old. He was singing with a regional group. But I saw something in him. I saw I saw a lot of talent in him. And uh, his son, you know, uh, his daddy was an evangelist, Pentecostal evangelist, so they sung as a family. And uh, then he sang with another group. But when Brian Ruth left at uh, Great Center, uh, I said, man, i got to find somebody that can sing high and can tote the mail. But I got Steve, and I started working with him. We would sit in the front of the bus, and we would work on vowel sounds, you know, placements and all this. And uh, But even before that, I, I was 
working with groups, mainly regional groups, I would produce their albums and vocal coach them uh, through their, you know, through their songs and say, hey, you need to say this word that way. You need to, you know, you need to place your tone here. And nobody had ever worked with these groups. So that was like a a mission field for me, man. I was loving it because I was working with singers that really wanted to learn, you know. And then when I would hire singers with my group, the Anchorman, I would work with every every singer that came through and uh, try to help them on their on their sounds, on not singing so hard in places, uh, their vowels, you know, placement stuff that matters, you know, locking in the harmony. Yeah, and, and I had a great, great time doing that. Not only with the singers in the group, but uh, helping other singers as I've produced their albums over the years, you know. So, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, but I enjoy it, man. I love it. Still enjoy awesome. that part of it. Yep. Speaking uh, of your singing, thing with me, you know David with uh with uh, yep. Triumphant. I do. He, he he was with me even before Steve and uh, me and Bonnie. We would work we we would work with singers together a lot of times, you know. And he's one that we we work with a lot. Uh, David Sutton, and I'm so proud of him because for years he's been with Triumphant, and, and before that, you know, uh, Kingdom Airs, Singing Americans, yep. you know. Um, Man, just I mean, uh, David Hill just passed away. Yeah, uh, he was with he was with the Anchorman and uh, Gold City, of course. But had a chance to work with him uh, uh, vocally, you know, back in the day. Uh, a lot of great singers that have come through Nicholas. I've had the opportunity to work with him vocally, and uh, it was just an honor. It really was. That's awesome. So, speaking of your singing, what is your favorite song that you've ever been featured on? Well, probably one of my all-time favorite songs would be "Who Am I." You know, yep. I I was a big Rusty Goodman fan, and uh, yep. man, when he was living, I, I thought there was there wasn't a better singer on the planet than Rusty Goodman, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then I was talking a while ago. You were talking about different singers. He was another singer that made an impact on my life. Of course, I know he's been in heaven a long time, and uh, I, I mainly was talking about uh, guys that are still with us. You know, Squire. And, uh, yep. but, and of course, Mark Trammell. But yeah, Rusty Goodman was probably one of my all time favorite singers. He really was. And, uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, what a singer he was. But what a songwriter he was. And of course, he wrote the song, Who Am I? Had it not been for Hill Call Mount Calvary. I love both of those songs. But I'd say Who Am I would probably be one of my all time favorite songs to sing, you know. So here's an interesting love question. love that song. Yeah. It's a great song. So here's an interesting question. If you were to leave Earth tomorrow, what is the last song that you would ever want to sing for the world? Oh, man. that That is – there's so many great songs. But, you know, um, when you think of songs pertaining to going to heaven, you know, yep. uh, we did this song. It was another Goodman song, but we did this song with the Anchorman. Uh, and uh, I believe he's coming back, like you said. You know? Yep. Uh, and I did the verses on that when I sang the Anchorman. Uh, but I, 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 love, I love the lyric there. I believe he's coming back, like you said. And you're talking about going home to be with Jesus, man. I mean, you yeah, think man. about this, brother. 
We're going to a place with a beating of sorrow. You're sitting there in a wheelchair right now, Nicholas. Yeah. Buddy, you're not going to be in a wheelchair when you get to heaven. You're going to have right. a brand new body as unto the Lord, man. And all yeah. the folks that are dealing with sickness and, 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 and heart disease, cancer. Talk with a guy today. He said, man, you know, I, I'm having such a hard time with my back, back issues. All that's behind us. We'll be with yep. Jesus for eternity, man. And, uh, but, and I believe he's coming back just like you said. I believe it could be today. I believe it could be at any given time. And, uh, but I, I love that old song. And, and I, and I like the song we do, uh, in Jesus name we pray. You know, another song yep. that talks about even so come Lord Jesus, you know. But, uh, what man, a beautiful day for the song. Lord to come again. I, I could really go on with those kind of songs talking about the coming of the Lord. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been honored, honestly, and, and when I say honored and humbled, to sing some great songs over the years, man, you know. Uh, yep. Very blessed, very blessed, Nicholas. Yep. Well, brother, I, I have one more question for you, but uh, I want to tell you what a joy it's been to talk to you, buddy, and uh, I've loved it, man. My honor, and Nicholas, I love you to pieces, buddy. Appreciate your love for gospel music. And, folks, if you need to know anything about uh, uh, old-school old type music, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Statesman, Blackwood Brothers, Palmetto State Quartet, any of those great groups, you ask Nicholas Wilkie. He'll know all about it. And he can tell you, probably, Nicholas, uh, I'm a, for example, the Statesman, you know, you probably yeah. know when Doyot was there. You probably, I'm sure you've studied up on all that. Uh, how long they stayed, you know, Hovey and, of course, Jake and Jack Tony. There's another great singer. The, oh, the yeah. late Jack Tony, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but I'm with you on a lot of this, uh, old school gospel music stuff. You know, I, I, I love a lot of those singers too. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the station is my favorite of all time to me. And there's a lot of great groups, but to me, they were the absolute best at everything, like the harmony and all that stuff. They were just the best. Yeah, they had the great arrangements, great yeah. stage presence, and a lot of folks didn't know the big chief, but Jim Weather, man, let me tell you, that was a bass singing machine right there, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Great rhythm bass, bass singer, you know. Yes. And, uh, and if the folks listen to Berman, you, Porter, you, you can hear a little bit of big chief and old Berman singing, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he really liked him a lot, but yeah, yeah, a lot of those old school groups and old school singers were just tremendous, man. They really. Back in those days, you didn't have vocal stacks, and nope, man, you had to do it on your own, you know. And uh, yep. And back uh, in the early early yeah. days, if you if you messed up one time, the the whole group had to sing the whole song over again. I've heard. Had to sing the whole song over again. Didn't have all this modern tech technology then we got now you know tuning vocals and all that you know yeah uh, but but see, see uh, that's made singers lazy i hate to say it but it has uh oh oh they can tune that that'll be okay but back then man they concentrated on their pitch and getting it right the first time you know and uh because you couldn't be lazy back if you wanted to be good you couldn't be lazy <laughs> you know yeah, but those were some good singers back in the day, brother. A lot of them. Yeah. 
So, Terry, my last question for you is how can folks connect with you and connect with Port City and your ministry and everything? Absolutely. Our website is portcityquartet.com. Very simple, portcityquartet.com. You can call me on my my line. Uh, the group line is 910-617-4397. And uh, you can go to our website and find our online store there. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Rick's working on working on that as we speak. Really, really uh, updating updating a lot of things. And and don't forget, we've got a brand new record. Terry Carter and Friends uh, will be on there. And uh, if they'd like to book us, uh, two ways: nine one zero six one seven four three nine seven, or they can go through the Dominion Agency, uh, Mr. Michael Davis. We also book through them as well. And uh, so, yeah, we would love to come to your area, sing for you, and minister, and uh, it will be an honor to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, brother, once again, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, buddy, and I thank you so much for doing it. Uh, honestly, buddy, I, I am very, very humbled by it. Love you, Nicholas. And I want to tell all the folks out there to support you and your effort here. This is a great thing, and I know it's going to bless a lot of people, Nicholas. God bless you, buddy. God bless you, buddy. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with one of my dear friends in gospel music and one of my favorite baritone singers, Terry Carter. Tune in next week for another great interview right here on the Southern Gospels Conversations podcast. Thank you.